0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of my Road to Indy Insider Live. My name is Rob Howden, the voice of the Road to Indy presented by Cooper Tires. And uh, we're still here in the off season. Those of you who may have tuned in to watch a bunch of the content I've been pushing out here on both my YouTube channel and on the Road to Indy Insider Facebook page. We've been trying to kind of work our way through a bunch of the drivers. We've been going through USF 2000, Indy Pro, Indy Lights. Uh, I had a chance to talk to Linus Lundquist. Uh, most recently, of course, the drivers from Ignite Autosport, Trey Burke, just try to get some of the, the guys that maybe we haven't seen before uh, as part of this road to Indy. And we'll get deeper into some of the other drivers throughout the season. But we have so many new names and new faces coming in here for 2021. It's time to kind of tell the story a little bit, right? We're still in the offseason, trying to build that story base for you race fans who may not know uh, about these drivers One of the big stories, of course, at the end of 2020 was the launch of the new Force Indy team, part of the uh, Roger Penske's program for his race and drive for diversity and and, and equality and everything that they're doing at at the IndyCar to be able to do this, all part filtering down fantastically into this road to Indy, which is such a core part of the IndyCar program. And again, Force Indy, uh, we're watching it kind of develop. We saw the announcement with Rod Reed, the team principal at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. We waited patiently to find out which driver uh, who was going to be announced to be part of that team. And it ended up being Miles Rowe, young driver from Georgia. Both Rod and Miles joining me now, right off into uh, other things, into this one here. I appreciate them taking the time. Let's bring them in. We'll start with Miles coming in here. Let's bring Rod in here. Guys, thank you so much for joining me on A Road to Indy Insider Live.
1: Oh, great to be here. Yeah, thank you. It's a pleasure.
0: Awesome. I know that uh, I speak for a lot of people when we say we're unbelievably excited to see what you guys do when you roll out to get things underway. But I think overall, just the entire program is something that uh, we look at uh, the Road to India as being something that's important, even over and above just the racing side, right? We're all focused on the racing, but this is more about the real world and life. And I think that's what the, the beauty of this program is. And of course, Roger leading the way. Uh, Rod, let's start with you because um, I want a little bit of the origin story with you because I think the cool factor is the where you kind of worked your way into motorsports and how long you've been lifelong motorsports-wise, everything you've done with your uh, uh, Next Generation's program at IMS, and then Roger buying the Speedway, everything just kind of came together in a perfect way to make this happen.
2: Oh, yeah, it it did. It's uh, absolutely uh, sort of miraculous that – we have been doing our program there since 2006, with uh, bringing young kids into motorsports via go kart driving and teaching some life skills and that sort of thing. And to uh, be able to go through all those years, 2,000 kids, and then to meet Roger Penske and the Penske organization and to have them embrace us was just was just fabulous. So that all came together very very shortly. I think within six months of of um, uh, roger buying the speedway
0: yeah you, you said how many people have gone through how many young uh, kids from, from the indianapolis area and beyond have been through your program and it's not just about getting them into a cart uh on one of the parking lots at the racetrack yeah you teach uh, you know stem you teach uh lifestyle skills uh responsibility respect being on the racetrack in those carts now, you've got that program Two thousand kids go through and before we even go into the force indie program the way you've been able to work with Roger, even to, to develop that the position of the of the program at the Speedway, I think you're actually based with a shop at the Speedway now.
2: Yeah, we uh, were able to sort of parlay our our <laughs> our way into getting a, a garage there, which um, uh, I think in the years past we've been able to to come in. We actually perform on the on the uh, parking lots, yeah, with our with our program, and then we use one of the uh, gasoline alley garages for our classroom. So um, it was it was pretty great when uh, when they asked, hey, what can we uh, what can we do for you? How can we help? I we said, well, first of all, you could help us with a shop. And uh, and they did. I um, kind of started off in a little bit of a, a kind of tongue in cheek. And then next thing I know, they said, yeah, you know, we would identify a space and uh, we actually moved into that space last October. So uh, we have all of our assets there. The unique thing about NXG, we provide everything for a young person to come into our program. So all they have to do is uh, have a really good attitude and uh, be prepared to learn and they can be with us. So we have suits, helmets, go-karts, all the classroom material, and it is both classroom and on track. So it's about 50-50 what they learn. And as you mentioned, it's a STEM education application that we call it. love it. Also, there's life skill development, just making good, uh, you know, good citizens and people behave, they're disciplined, they're respectful uh, on and off the track. And then, of course, we have the connection to motorsports, which is the real jewel for um, the series and, you know, for the, the IndyCar series as well as uh, IndyCar venues across the country we want to be able to build new fans and enthusiasts and perhaps have opportunities for those kids to go into motorsports careers.
0: I love that. I think that's tremendous. Now let's, let's talk then about how this happens and we'll try to fast forward. I know I only have you for another 12 minutes pretty much because uh, we're so busy here today. Uh, how does this go from this program meeting Roger being part of of their program moving forward and then the launch of fourth force Indy we're talking just about you know, a couple of months and all of a sudden you guys are going racing in 2021.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, it was uh, um, part of our discussion about why did we start Next Generations in the first place, which was actually back in 2000, and it was an outcome of, uh, or an outgrowth of my involvement in motorsports when I was in my 20s, Yeah, or ran a team and all of that. Uh, fast forward, when when I talked to uh, Roger Penske and others, and I said, um, we would love to have a race team again. And I think, uh, Roger made no bones about it. He said, I'd love to see, uh, you know, African-American driver at Indy again, you know, not since, you know, George Mack, have we had a black driver. And then I said, you know what? The driver is great, but what about a team, a diverse team of talented individuals, uh, including the driver that are able to, um, go up the ladder.
0: And that really is the focus, isn't it? It's not just about a driver; it's about uh, being uh, given opportunity for African Americans and Blacks to be able to get in and to every area of racing, whether it's PR or timing and scoring, or or the, or the you know the the head offices, whatever it may be. On the obviously in the in the mechanic area as well as part of your team.
2: Yeah, yeah. You want to mechanics, engineers, uh, communication people, um, folks that are able to do a lot more. If, well, I like to say instead of uh, paying the play, like uh, unfortunately a lot of our sport is about for these Very drivers. Yep. Uh, I think it's what well, what can you do where you can't actually have an opportunity to have a career and, and to be paid. And um, one of the things that we talk about is, you know, a lot of folks are multi-talented, including Miles Rowe, you know, where you, it's, it's beyond just, hey, I'm a driver, I'm a good driver. There's a lot of other talent that can be um, leveraged in this sport. And I think- yeah. You know, my big thing is how can we change the face of motorsports and uh, not just for African-Americans and women, but others who may have a desire because they enjoy the sport.
0: Yeah, to to show that it is open, right, to be able to come in. And exactly. if, if you believe in it, you can come and do it. Let me ask you about this. Let's let's talk about the team now. Let's fast forward a bit. I know we're kind of short on time. Uh, team based in Charlotte, North Carolina. I know John Bosslog from Penske Racing was involved in it pretty deeply. What does the team look like right now in terms of engineer, guys that you have, mechanics, whatever it may be, working trackside when we get to uh, Barber Motorsports Park in April?
2: Well, I think what you're going to see is you're going to see a lot of the um, talent that we brought to the table. We started off with uh, three individuals that have that potential to grow into positions like the mechanic, uh, go into uh, having a dag, go into... Uh, as well as being able to um, run the, run the team. And um, we, I think USF 2000 allows only three guys over the, over the wall, so to speak. So you're going to see our guys over the wall. Mm -hmm. Uh, Team Penske has been great at mentoring us and being able to provide us that expertise that we, that we didn't have coming into the sport. So uh, you're going to, you're going to see that. You're going to see the, um, um, I think at, by the end of the season, uh, you're going to see more and more of um, folks that we brought into the sport uh, there at the track.
0: Can I ask about the, the kind of design of the team? I know that coming out of the gates, uh, one car team, uh, and I, it's interesting. I don't know whether you guys had planned to go two cars or want to go two cars. I know that, it may. I would expect to myself, knowing where we are in terms of this car we have right now being the last year for this tub, we have an updated tub next year to add the Halo for USF 2000, is there going to be a two-car team? And was that because the new car was coming, did that play into only having a one-car team this year?
2: Yeah, it did. Absolutely, it did. Okay. Because we felt like the, the the sweet spot would be to have a couple of drivers and uh, a couple of um, you know engineers, mechanics, and so forth, and they could sort of uh, play off of each other. But with this new chassis coming on board, we didn't want to invest into something that would be obsolete. So Indeed. that held us. But I honestly, it may have been a, a sort of a blessing in disguise because uh, it allows us to give a lot more focus individually to um, to Miles as That's well true. as yep. the individuals on the team.
0: Uh, I have a feeling, and I, I want to ask a question. Obviously, you're building this program. Let's say you do end up going to two cars, which would be great. Are we going to see some kind of a, you know, a, a connection between your NXG program of the people that you're developing there potentially coming into Force Indy?
2: You know, I think so. We already started that way. Right now we have yep. uh, uh, Stuart Kelly as well as Derek Morris that's uh, um, currently working on our team that came right out. of knew those guys when they that's were awesome. 11 and 12 years old and then yep. now they're in Force Indy. So uh, absolutely, I hope to continue that trend.
0: I, uh, I listened to another podcast where you had said that, I know it kind of feels weird, but you, you're you excited to see one of your mechanics or whoever, anybody that works in Forest Indy getting hired away to another team because then really you're doing your job, right?
2: Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I, I don't anticipate, um, you know, us developing a, a, an effort for IndyCar right now. I mean, that's a real heavy lift, but to be able to have all of these young men and hopefully eventually young women that can go up the ladder and to make it, you know, I'm 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 excited about those opportunities. You know, one day I want to I want to be able to say that um, I was helpful in getting Miles to to IndyCar. So that's that's, that's what I'm all about.
0: What uh, can, what about short term and long term goals right now? What is a short term goal for Force India and yourself, and what maybe are some long term goals? And you, you mentioned it's it, is in, an IndyCar team. Uh, the long term goal, do you see yourself working up to the road to Indy potentially into Indy Pro 2000 in a couple of years?
2: Yeah, we would like to to go up the ladder. You know, I talked to to Roger about it and I said, you know, one of the things that we want to do is uh partial education to the public. And you know, and that is to tell them that there is a road, there is a ladder system like if it was baseball from tri- you know from single yeah. ball up to the majors. And a lot of folks don't understand that. Um so absolutely the 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 short term goal is to be the best that we can be at every stage that we're um able to to uh, both financially and um, in terms of our our talent, able to get to. If, do we wanna get to Indy? You you better believe it. Um, yeah. Now, how we get there, I don't know the answer to that, but that is uh, probably a long-term goal. But I would say the, the, the best way to think about it is that we wanna get some of our people that we were able to develop and mentor to Indy. Uh, whether that's us being part of a team, joined with a team, or running on ourselves. I, 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 that's not important, but it is important that we can get these um, uh, young people to, to the highest levels in the sport.
0: Yeah. Even if it's not the force indie team, it's still your people that have worked your way through your organization. I like that. Yes. Yeah. Uh Miles, let's talk to you real briefly here. I know that the uh, rod has got to leave in about five minutes. You're part of this program. Uh What a tremendous honor for you coming out of the gate, of course, like just, Give me your thoughts when you. Fr- we'll come back and talk about your origin story, but when you finally were announced as the driver for this team, what kind of number one relief was there, and maybe what kind of on the, on the other side, what kind of pressure all of a sudden fell on top of you?
1: <laughs> yeah, it was it was a blessing. Honestly, it was a huge blessing, especially being out of the sport for a couple of years. It was definitely like a, like you said, a huge relief mm-hmm. to just be able to like be in the sport again um, and and be given a, a real like good opportunity to to show my skills and and Force Indie has the kind of operation where I believe I can do that so it was a great relief and uh, the pressure I mean there's pressure there of course but for me I try to focus like each day ahead kind of a thing I try not to just if there's a lot of things coming in a lot of people wanting to talk or just a lot of things out there like I just focus like a day ahead what I have to do next what I have to practice on next Kind of a thing. I try not to think about all of that too much, you know.
0: That's I think a good key. Uh Rod, I read an article where you had mentioned when you were coming up through the ranks and as mo- as a motorsports fan and trying to, you know, start a team and then doing what you did with sponsorship sales and getting things put together. Uh that one of the one of the not so much hurdle was the fact that you didn't you didn't see many people like you in the paddock, right? This is interesting Absolutely. to me now because now all of a sudden we're gonna have all these role models, all these, you know, uh men and women of color who are gonna be in this program. They're going to be role models of so many other people. I can imagine just how much following Miles is going to get, Force Indy is going to get. I think this is going to be something that's going to be – it's going to open doors and open the eyes of so many people in sports and motorsports, whether it's in Indianapolis or around the country.
2: I, you know, I certainly hope so, uh, Rob. One of the, the, the things that's so important for us is that we are good, are good role models. Um, and, and that is, you know, as, as Miles talked about, you know, the pressure or managing the pressure – there's there, there is that pressure for us to be um, successful on the track. But I think also, um, fortunately or unfortunately, you know, there's that Jackie Rob, what I call the Jackie Robinson syndrome. And that is where, you know, we, we, we may get a tomato thrown in our face, hopefully not, not, not physically, hopefully, um, just, uh, you know, um, figuratively speaking. Yeah. And we've got to be prepared for that to say, you know what? it's going to be okay. Um we've we've had a couple of comments and tweets early on when I announced the team that um you know we're a little bit disparaging but you know we're 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 moving on and we know that we can get way beyond but we want to be really good goal, role models. We want to educate all people across the 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 motorsports world.
0: Before I let you go, let's talk about this picture here. Let me load it up here. This is a monumental day for you. Of course, you grew up near the Speedway. You know, you've been in racing for a long time, uh, put together programs. The opportunity to be at Indianapolis Motor Speedway, make the launch. Roger Penske there with you. I have to believe that was for you. Let's just go to you right now over and above the team itself. A pretty cool opportunity. And then really kind of pre- you know, more a part of the story of everything you've done with NXG and beyond.
2: Yeah, it was a little bit surreal I'll be honest with you. Um we were just moving quickly yeah. and we had just finished our finale um at uh at the end of our NXG season and um we were planning this this launch and so I didn't even get a chance to think about it until sort of uh right in the moment and it wasn't until we went outside and um I looked up on the um and on the pagoda and they were we're uh, showing our logo and showing our, our team colors, which uh, I was blessed that, that my group, uh, RLR associates is a branding company. I have, we created all the, all the look and the imagery of that. And to see that it, uh, I had to kind of pinch myself and say, Hey, we're here.
0: Here's a quick question for, I know you got to go. It's a big one. It'll come up in front of your screen. So so hold on here. Uh, It's from Eric Smith being a brand new team how much testing have you completed and where do you feel you fall in comparison to the other teams? Are you happy? Okay. A long road to go to catch up. And he says, I'll be watching and cheering, which I love.
2: <laughs> okay. Well, awesome. I appreciate the cheering part. Cause we're going to need that. Um, great question. Um, we haven't had uh, a chance to sort of show our uh, ability um, among uh, the other drivers just yet, just simply because uh, you haven't had a race. Yeah. But uh, in terms of testing, uh, and I think you know, Miles might even speak to that. Um, I think we're all doing, uh, I think, a great job with learning, and uh, it seems like each time we go out right now, we've had I think maybe five different uh, um, test sessions, mm-hmm. uh, primarily Sebring and and um, Homestead. Yep. And we are, you know, we're coming along. We're we 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 get better every time. Uh, The team is just amazing in terms of what they've been able to do, both at the shop and uh, on the track. And that's that's given our our, given our team and the uh, miles an opportunity to have a car that he can start to understand. But in terms of learning curve, uh, I'll make no no bones about the fact that um, it's 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 a tough road. I mean, it's a very sophisticated car. Uh, the series is great i mean i think it's a great training and improving ground for um for the young talent you know, again in the paddock as well as in the cockpit um but i i think you know my my hope is that um we can bring the car home that we can show well and um just continue to um to progress that that's all i can hope for i'm i'm very serious and i don't try to put any Undue pressure on miles or on our mechanics or uh, engineers, I just want to say, you know what, let's go out there and do the best we can. And we'll see after the first race uh, that'll answer that question where we fit.
0: That's exactly right. You'll know where you kind of stack it at that point. I'll, I'll let you leave right now with this one here. This is from Chris McCoy. You obviously made a, the decision to go with miles. He says miles is a winner loving the shot he is getting. So, you know what, there's, there's a lot of people out there, Rod, that are all behind you and excited with the selection you made to have miles as your driver uh, for your launch in USF 2000.
2: Well, you know, uh, I can tell you, um, it was just an amazing opportunity for me to, to meet this young man that you have here in front of us. Um, yeah and and just to to watch him from the the very first time I got a chance to see him in a test session to especially now uh as the team is starting to gel is definitely the 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 right decision because he has um you know he's malleable he has the right attitude and uh the thing that I, I like the most and and he knows this is that he's a creative individual okay. and and you know people think of creative um People as sometimes being undisciplined, just the opposite. I think we are both creative, we're both disciplined, we're both dedicated. And uh, so, without question, yeah, best decision I could have ever made. Thank you, Ron.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, Rob, we'll let you go. We know you have a meeting at four o'clock. Thank you so much, man. We'll see you
2: soon. All right, Rob, I look forward to seeing you out there.
0: All right, thanks a lot. Take care. That's let's Rod Reed, care. folks, the team principal of Force Indy. I'll drop him out of the studio here. There we go. Uh, Miles, you're on the hot seat now. It's me and you, man. Let's let's uh, right. obviously <laughs> some great insight from Rod everything that happened with the formation of the program. I want to talk about you. I want to introduce you to uh, so many of our followers here on the road to Indy Insider. Let's talk about the, your origin story because I, I love finding out how people came into the sport. I know you got into karting, but first and foremost, how did you how did you get the love of motorsports? How did it happen? Did your parents did your dad like racing? What? Our mom like racing? What was it?
1: Well, it goes way back to when I was four years old. I was actually supposed to be a golfer. Like I think <laughs> if I, I think if I didn't go into racing, I would have been somewhat into golfing in college or. Maybe yeah. trying to be a professional golfer. Like my dad was very into golf. So I watched right. golf with him all the time. We played in the backyard all the time. So we were watching golf on TV and I was four. And he gets really impatient when commercials come on. So he <laughs> Yeah, he was flipping the channel. Scrolling like, around. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Trying to find something more entertaining. Um and then Formula One came on. And I I vividly remember it was both of the Blue Reynolds, uh, with I think it was it was Fernando in that season, and I think uh, Fisichella also. Fisichella, probably. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah. Um, and when I saw them going around the chicane, I remember that, like, the aerial shots, like over, over the track. And after seeing that, like, my my aspirations just like switched. Wow. And, yeah, and I had to do that. Like ever since then, it was from golf to racing, and that was all I ever thought about. <laughs> I mean, after that, it was Hot Wheels, Speed Racer like, I couldn't think of anything else. Um, and it obviously took a while for me to be able to, like, get into it. Um, so when I was around 10, um, I started doing a lot of research to try to figure out, okay, I, I have to get started in this. Cause it was about two years after, like, the general age to get started in carding, like, yeah. eight years old kind of a thing. So I was like, I got to do this, like, fast.
0: <laughs> so I did
1: a lot of research, um, over, like, a year or two. And, like, it was the kind of re- like. I remember it was this one website called TS racing, which was like, I, I'm pretty sure it was this carting shop close to our hometown. Yep. Um And they, but the thing about this website is it had like every single part you could possibly want, like just, just listed, just listed. And I was like, this is it. So every time I do a lot of research on what I needed and I'd keep building a list and adding it to my cart and every day, or every other day, like the cart would like disappear. You know how you add something to your cart and you keep it up on your computer. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I keep
1: re-adding and re-adding it and showing my parents. And I mean, this, this is what
0: we need to buy.
1: Yeah, this exactly, awesome. exactly. And of course it was an absurd amount of money, um, especially since I didn't even start. So what we did was, was I finally found this series um, in Atlanta at, at this, at Andretti's. Uh, Andretti has a venue um, or venues. I don't know if it's just in Georgia. Um, but they have it's like an indoor karting track. Yeah, and it's arcade games, um, and there's food, and there's in, in this venue there's like a sky like a sky level and can you could go over and like see the track and everything and eat. It was one of those places like a Dave and Busters but with mm-hmm. go karts. So yep. it was pretty cool. So they had um, they had a series there called Pro Cup Karting which is now endurance karting definitely yeah it was one of the best things i ever done so like okay. we found that and it was very inexpensive especially compared to the ts racing and all the things that i had that we that i found kart. yeah right. exactly so so we decided to do that and try it out so i went in and i i'm pretty sure i won the first race and then we there was like different levels um and i was able to like get up to the different levels like pretty fast like Faster than you're supposed to, because you're supposed to do a year and then another year or something like that. <laughs> you so were like, in a hurry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I wanted to get to the top, so we did that fairly quickly, and and we it showed that it, I had talent to my parents. So after those couple of after those couple of seasons, we also did another Pro Cup karting a uh, series in Atlanta Motorsports Park, which is a few a few hours away. Um, okay. I'm pretty sure up north in Atlanta. Yep. Uh I don't know if you're fam- are you familiar with Atlanta Motors? Oh, I know the track very well. Yep. Oh yeah. Yep. So there was, fantastic racetrack. It's an, it's an amazing racetrack. I'm Our re- track's got so much elevation changes. I'm crazy. really lucky to be born in in Atlanta because that track that I don't think I can go to any track and find a track that's better than that.
0: That's awesome.
1: So like we went to so we did concessions, uh concession karting in the Pro Cup Karting series there. I came second or okay. you know, third in the championship there. Um then we did one year that, and after that, we were like, "Okay, we we need to do something a little bit more intense, a little bit more like national, uh, to get like just to get more experience and to get seen." So we went mm-hmm. into, we got the cart. Um, it was a top cart, and we went to the GoPro Motorplex, and we started practicing there a lot. Because yep. Atlanta Motorsports Park, unfortunately, like you have to be a member, and that's yep. another thing. That's that's, I mean. a,
0: that's not going to happen. I hear you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. so, yeah.
1: So we would always take, not always, but, like, every, like, once a month or so, whenever we could, we'd take, like, the four- or five-hour drive up to um, GoPro. You're Charlotte, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, they had the the karting challenge, and I did that for one year. And then uh, during that year, I did WKA for the first time. And then the next coming years, WKA and USPKS. And that's when I got some experience and started building up, like, my driving skill the way it needed to be. and we did uh the biggest race i did was scuza what was the um the race in las vegas the um super nationals yeah the Super um yeah i didn't make it to the final that didn't go that's okay it's pretty tough oh yeah it's tough for sure yeah it didn't go all that well but it was a great experience to get over there and like really that was a that was the first and only time i've been over to the west coast um but yeah that's that's my karting days. And how
0: long, Miles? How long was that from your indoor karting at Andretti to running the Scusa Super Nationals, which is the biggest karting event in North America, if not the world? It was about, I think,
1: was it two, three, maybe two and a half years.
0: Uh, see, that is a that's a learning curve like this.
1: That's <laughs> <laughs> wow. crazy. Yeah, it was a lot. I mean, I like I said, Rob, I was really like almost. <laughs> like obsessed how you, like yeah like how you study like history or 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 if you're not good at math like how you try to study math was how i studied racing um and it was it's it's always been a passion of mine like that
0: I so like that.
1: so it wasn't necessary it was just it was a needed challenge um and a challenge that i wanted to take on kind of a thing it did yeah it's just a lifelong challenge too you got to keep getting better and better right exactly exactly yeah. like now that i'm back in the sport i like um it's the same thing again. Like I'm studying it so much, and I want to get faster and faster and faster and faster.
0: Here's and- the interesting part of your program, though. Like you said, we talked. That you, you mentioned a little bit about your little hiatus, kind of your break in the action. Mm-hmm. In 2017, you went car racing. Yes, right? you, okay. you did the Lucas Oil School of Racing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Talk about your first jump into a car, and then you ran the Winter Series as well. And you did pretty well.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, so the Lucas Oil wasn't the first car I've been. I went in. I did the skip barber to get my license. Oh, you did. Okay. Yeah, the year before I did the the three day school kind of a thing, and then we went to the Lucas Oil Winter Series. Um, And actually, the first race was in Atlanta. It was in at Atlanta Motorsports Park on the on the car track. Really, I didn't know that. Okay. That was the only race I've ever done. Like only like national race I've ever done in Atlanta. But that was really cool because that was my first race. Right. Um, Yeah, and it went pretty well. I finished like around fifth or so both races. and then the second race, I won, I won both of them. And then the third race, I won one. And then something happened in the the race before that. But what was good about the, the third race, or, I mean, the third weekend, was I the race that I won was the very last race. And that was the last race I was in until this hiatus that happened. So it was good to, like, end on a high note kind of a thing and still have like a good confidence booster that I can do this, you know, kind of, kind of a thing.
0: So what happened for you to have this, you know, you wrap up at 17, nothing at 18 and 19. What happened? Was it, was it budgetary reasons? What, what was it? Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
1: Just complete. I mean, I would, I mean, we shouldn't have been doing, we shouldn't have been doing the winter series. And it was only three weekends. You were already overspending what you had. Oh, oh, like I (laughs) hopefully like, honestly, Rob, if I'm being totally honest, I, I need to make this happen because I need to pay back my parents' probably. Like, that's honorable. I don't know how much. I got to, but I have a, a duty to do in that for sure. So uh,
0: the big thing is that, but during that time when you're on your hiatus, you, you were doing some, were you still doing some carding at all? I want to know when you met Will Power, because obviously that's one of the keys yeah. is Will met you, obviously yeah. speaks very highly of you. And this is where this whole thing kind of comes together. Talk about when you when you met Will Power.
1: Yeah. The, The first time I met Will was actually um, when I, it was the weekend I got my cart that first time and we went over to GoPro. Yeah. And he was just there driving his go-kart. But actually what, what happened was when I went on the track, he ended up like following me and then passing me and then leading me and then like going behind me and following me and then passing me and then leading me kind of a thing, like a little tandem thing. Like it was really cool. It It was unique. So like, I mean, you could say it maybe will like kind of help me get a little faster at the first, <laughs> at that very, 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 very first stage. It was like a session. I think I don't, I can't remember if it was two sessions, but there was one session where he was driving with me for, for a good seven, eight minutes.
0: That's um, a unique opportunity.
1: Yeah. It was, it was crazy. It was just like meant to be like we were just there and same session kind of a thing. And just dogfighting, lead, follow yeah, with willpower. No big deal. <laughs> <jail. laughs> yeah. Just, just uh, just happened like that, and all right. So,
0: like uh, so, did you guys stay in contact? How, how did? Obviously, you know, we talked a little bit to Rod about you know Rod connects with with Roger when Roger buys the Speedway. You know, already with the uh, the uh, NXG programs there, they connect. Roger wants to support that. The mm-hmm. their whole diversity program then comes into play. They, they they're moving on that. Everything kind of just happened. You end up being at a, a single car test at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. <laughs> Yeah. with cape motorsports uh-huh. Uh-huh. uh how did that come about and
1: give me your thoughts on that well luckily um my first car race that i saw was in barber and um i was able to talk to will again he, like luckily he remembered me mm-hmm. um and then the only thing we did was just like connect on instagram kind of a thing um and that allows you when you connect on Instagram it allows you to send messages without someone having to accept it sort of a yeah. thing. Um, So I, I sent him a message uh asking if there was just an opportunity. Cause it was, it was my third year out. If I was going to race again, if there was any chance I was going to race again, the way I wanted to truly, um, I had to do something. And I was actually watching a long beach race, like a really old IndyCar <laughs> long beach race. Right. I was like, I, I got to do this. Um, yeah. And I just sent him a message like, asking if there was an opportunity. And that was when the diversity program was going on. And obviously Will connected to um, Mr. Pinsky, And it, it, it just worked out that because I was able to get in contact with him um, and he was also kind of thinking of me at the time, it, it worked out for me to get the test at Indy, um, sort of a thing. And, yeah. And uh, after that um, performing, uh, they did the evaluations and picked me, which was great which was really good. That was a relief. Um, but yeah, that's, that's how that, that started for sure. It's
0: amazing. It's an amazing story. And now you find yourself with this tremendous team, which has a lot of support obviously from Roger, from Rod. Uh, you got Penske mechanics have been helping out with the program. You know, John Boslog who's been around forever. One of the veterans of the IndyCar paddock, he's kind of helping out there. Mm-hmm. Um, moving forward, you got We got spring training in the first week of April. And then mm-hmm. we go racing a couple of weekends later. Right. You have to be pinching yourself to a certain extent, like what a, wow, what an opportunity, but then you got to refocus, right? And exactly. there's a
1: job to, to be done. Exactly. Cause we're in it now and yeah, it's, it's, it's a wonderful opportunity, but now I have a job to do. Um, and the job is to win. There's no other job to do in racing. So that's the pure focus. And until we get there, we need to keep progressing and progressing. And when we get there, we still have more to do to, to make sure we stay there. Um, and keep going at that level. So it's about getting to that level, and we'll see what level we're at in Barber and evaluate yeah. and then progress on from there and find out what our n- new goals need to be.
0: Well, I, I've been announcing this series, been part of the road dating for 10 years, and, and we've said this before, right? your first year you learn, the second year you trying to win races and championships, and that's all about the development all the way up through the ranks. Eric Smith asked a great question about being a brand-new team and, and learning as you go and, and that steep learning curve. You've got, uh, you know, the the Lucas Oil Winter Series. That's your car experience. You impressed Miles, uh, rather uh, Rod, and everybody enough to be able to get this seat. I have to believe that every time you get in the car, there's just another level of comfort every time you're driving.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like, obviously, being in the Lucas Oil Series for so short, there wasn't all that much comfort in the car. Mm -hmm. Um, And even, especially, like even going to the Speedway, obviously wasn't completely comfortable. Kind of a thing. (laughs) Um, but yeah, now I'm starting to find my comfort. Um, and the thing is, is I just need to wait to the races to really get that experience going. Uh, The experience is a big part. Uh, so, I mean, like, like I said, like when, when I get to the first race, we'll see what the level is. Um, the comfort will, will be heightened since I'll finally get another race under my belt. Um, and we'll see where we need to go from there. Well,
0: I look forward to talking to you again, maybe mid-season kind of a thing, right? We'll do an update on where you are, the comfort you're feeling. The bottom line is you get to go to Barber Motorsports Park, fantastic track. You get that, you know, those two days of testing uh, for spring training. Then we come back for the race, which is nice. So you're going to get a chance to get in the seat at okay. the track, then come back. And then we go to St. Petersburg, right? Yeah. Th- then we go to the street circuit. Um, <laughs> let me ask a couple of questions. Uh, number one. Uh, expectations. What expectations do you have for you? What is going to be a good season for miles Rowe in terms of his rookie campaign? Well, I can
1: say that in the past, because I'm definitely more mature than I was when I was younger racing. Mm -hmm. Anytime I had a a goal for myself when I was racing, like to win this race or get in this position, it, it like, I could achieve the goal, but it's not, it's not realistic enough because honestly in racing, it's kind of a game of fate. Like you can get knocked out at any point from anybody, from anything happening on the car and you just have to take it for what it is. So coming, so it was good. I had a, a little hiatus to really like mature up and look back and compare kind of different mindsets. And so the mindset I have is not necessarily like specific goal setting. The only really goal I could say I have is progression. If I'm not focused on how I evolve, how I progress, Each event, each time I'm in the car, then I'm not reaching my goal. But if I'm focused on that completely, then I'm doing what I need to do because that's the only thing I can do. If something breaks, something breaks. If someone hits me, someone hits me. If I spin out, I spin out. If I win, I win. But I do what I will do in the end. So I like that. that. No, I think
0: that's a fantastic way to focus on on anything, right? Life itself, but racing for sure. If you focus on what you control and, and that progression, especially you where you are right now, it's all about progression. Mm-hmm. Uh, second thing, obviously getting dialed in because these cars are they're they're tough to drive, right? It's a it's a handful. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you doing? I know I know. In read, in some of the reading I've done, you, a little different take in terms of uh, of your conditioning and your fitness oh, yeah. training i know you're into yoga i know you work a lot on the mental side with mm-hmm. meditation as well i like that approach that's a little
1: different than some other people i think mm-hmm. yeah i do um I, i'm big into like my mindset and my mentality yeah. so like i do a lot of men- meditation uh to work on just my calmness my focus um working on how i like my energy the energy i feel in the car on track um because that's a whole thing—the car under you. you. You need to be able to be sensitive enough mm-hmm. to, to control that properly. Uh, so I do that a lot. But on the physical side, yeah, I do yoga. But that's like a little warm up there, and just to make sure my limbs are okay. I since because I'm living in the city, I don't, I, and I also don't have a gym, unfortunately. I do what I do is is I do a lot of basic workouts like leg lifts, sit ups, um, crunches, push ups. Uh, Pull ups, all the things. Like I'd even put a pillow, like for my neck, I'd put a pillow on my head, like with the dumbbell, like lifted kind of good thing. Man, that's yeah, good. Like, like those basic things. Yeah. Uh, but because I don't don't have like the access to the gym like that, which honestly isn't it isn't bad. I do those workouts like throughout the day. Like instead of setting maybe through one one p.m. to two p.m., whenever I wake up, I'll do push ups, sit ups, and then. Throughout the day, I'll have a like I'll have a goal by the end of the day, like 400 push-ups, 300, depending on how much work I have to do. Yep. And I I actually learned that when you do those workouts throughout the day, instead of at one time, you develop your muscle a lot quicker. Um, so it's kind of helping me in the end, even though I don't have a gym, because I wouldn't be doing that if I had a gym. I'll of be course, working. yeah,
0: yeah, you'd, yeah. You'd be you'd settle, some time yeah. away. Yep.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I do that kind of thing. It builds my muscle a lot faster. Um, so it's good. It, it gets my muscle, um, stronger, faster for the, for the first race. Impressive. I like yeah. it. I
0: That's like true. the focus. I like the focus. Last question is there? you look at the schedule, all the races we're going to go to, is there one track that you're really excited to get to, to give a, get a chance to drive on?
1: I, I Toronto, the reason, I mean, all the, I'm super excited to drive on all of them. All of them are really, really unique. Yeah. But the only reason I, I say Toronto, because first of all, I haven't done a lot of international travel, so I'm just really excited. Even though it's Canada, I'm really excited to like see Canada. I love it. Let's but cross it's, our fingers we get to have Toronto. Right? I, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. But um, I'm also excited because Saint Saint Pete. I heard it's like there's not too many skyscrapers around, but I heard like Toronto is like really, really, really in. The oh, city. dude,
0: Trump. Here's a just a shot of you right there. I like that. There's the car. Yeah, you got just, your name yeah. name on the back of the wing.
1: Uh-huh. I love it. That's uh-huh. awesome. Yeah.
0: Uh, no, dude, Toronto is a metropolitan city. Uh, yeah. When you eventually get a chance to come, if it doesn't happen, I'm hoping we're crossed our fingers it still happens this year. Yeah. If it doesn't the year after, you will love it. It's one of the, uh, IndyCar
1: drivers and Road favorite places to be because you'll yeah. stay right downtown. It's amazing. Exactly, yeah, and I'm a big city person, so it'll be cool to wake up in the city and go to the track, and I've never been to a street circuit. So, like both St. Pete and Toronto, I'm, yep. I'm very much looking forward to.
0: Well, listen, we're really looking forward to watching you race. Great to have both you and Force Indy in the program. Uh, I know we're all excited. We're about a month away from spring training. I guess we're going to see you down at uh, at Barber, and and we look forward to it. For sure, yeah, it'll be Miles. Fun. Thank, thank you so much for joining me, buddy. I appreciate it.
1: Yeah, thanks, Rob. It was there a pleasure, is, folks.
0: Miles Rowe, ladies and gentlemen, part of Force Indy. What a tremendous story. Just to hear him talking about the passion for the sport, his different focus, but just to think about the fact uh, the Andretti indoor car track, outdoor karting for a couple of years, meets Will Power, ends up with three races at the Lucas Oil School of Racing Formula Car Series Winter Program. And then offer that this is an amazing story. And it's exciting to see what he's going to be able to do. And I love the fact that he is so focused on just that progression he needs. I think any driver, in the road DD, especially a first-year driver in usf 2000 if they focus more on their own progression as opposed to actual results they'll see more results will have more success because it's such a tough program thank you so much for joining us miles Rowe, thanks to him thanks to rod reed of course good uh, our first opportunity my first uh, talk to both of them i look forward to see them throughout the entire season and again we'll check back in uh with miles mid-season see how things have went for the first couple of events but otherwise This is a story that I think we're all going to want to watch. Going to be a great part of the Road to Indy this year. And again, folks, thank you so much for joining me here on the Road to Indy Insider Live. My name's Rob Howden. Book it.